Hey there, podcast listener. Welcome to the Gen X Grown Up Backtrack Podcast, which, as I'm sure you know, because you've listened to every single one of our shows, (laughs) is the podcast between our regular show where we pick a single topic from our childhood growing up as a Gen Xer and dig in deep. Joining me, as always, is Mo. Hey, everybody. And George is... Wait a minute, Wait, George is not here. That's right. He's, that's he's right. He's still not back, right? He decided to take a vacation from us. He, he was fed up. That's two shows in a row, though, he's missing, just so you know. He, yeah, that's right. Are you keeping tally? Oh, yeah. Big time. We're docking his pay, for sure. <laughs> Luckily, we had the inimitable MC Murr join us for the previous podcast, yeah, he and was he awesome. was able to join us once again. Murr, hey, how's it going? It's going fantastic. Thank you for taking the time to... Fill in. Yay, Murr. Yay, Glad Murr. to be here. Glad to be here. Uh, if you weren't around for our previous show, MC Murr is a spectacular YouTube content creator that I have met and befriended since becoming a content creator myself with the Gen X Grown Up channel. And he is a great fit to fill George's seat while he is out. And he is going to join us as we discuss Christmas TV specials. So Christmas specials. Christmas TV wow. specials. Now, this episode is going to come out a couple days after Christmas. That's okay. We're yeah, recording just before Christmas. It's all around the holiday season. When somebody suggested, let's talk about Christmas TV specials, my brain exploded with childhood oh memories. Oh, my God. You're not kidding. Oh, I watch the hell out of these things today. Oh, yeah. What are the kinds of shows that we're talking about? Well, we got, like, the, come on, the infamous, like, stop motion uh, Rankin Bass ones. Maybe my favorite. Yeah. yeah. Although, we got Rudolph and Frosty and Jack Frost and stuff you like that. Santa Claus. Now, we still have some of these Christmas specials. Mm-hmm. They still happen. Some of the old ones still come back around. Some of them kind of faded into obscurity. There are new, lame ones that come <sighs> out that I don't count. Boy, are there ever. Scooby-Doo Christmas. Good <laughs> Lord. If yeah. you're not a Gen Xer, you don't know what we're talking about, travel back in time with me now to the early 70s. There were no DVRs. There were no VCRs. <gasps> but how did you watch TV? You peeled open the TV guide, <laughs> and you looked at the week leading up to Christmas... Oh, my God. With a pen. Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer is going to be Tuesday night at 8 o'clock. Yep. It was appointment TV. You had to be there for it. And it was like unwrapping Christmas presents before Christmas. Yeah. One thing for me, like the first memory that came back was like my dad was like a TV Nazi. And he, he was like, <laughs> I mean, school nights, you couldn't watch anything except Christmas specials. You should have called the authorities. And I know. Child services. <laughs> That's cruel. But Christmas specials, he was he would let us, okay, you could watch the Christmas specials because he knew that there's a certain time of year. And it was like the, one of the oh. few times that on a weeknight, he'd let us like watch like a cartoon. So these things kind of loosen the iron fist for the Christmas Just specials, for the huh? Christmas, but yep, that's it. He evidently had a heart. That beautiful, wonderful nose. Huh? Rudolph, you're going to lead my team. I am? Yes, sir. You and that wonderful nose of yours. So we mentioned the Rankin-Bass stop-motion animation stuff. Mm-hmm. I want to dig into that a little bit. Those are by far... I think my favorite. Oh, yeah. I was addicted. I wanted to be a stop motion animator watching those things. The fact that like you can see people's fingerprints, you can see them moving pieces of cloth. Mm-hmm. It's it's there's no motion blur. It just it felt so much realer because I knew they were real little puppets there. Plus just the feeling of this Christmas special. There weren't big companies out there like Laiku who were doing huge animated films or you know stop motion like Wallace and Gromit. This was an amazing kind of animation. It was my first exposure to stop motion. Christmas became synonymous with these stop motion things. Oh yeah, I mean they have some of the most iconic ones. You know, Year Without Santa Claus and Rudolph and they had that uh, Santa Claus is coming to town. Coming one. to town. Oh, oh that's yep, right. There you go. That one made my diarrhea bubble. I always hated that one for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> Did you hate that? I just hated it. Love 
loved Rudolph and Frosty's cool, but that one, my bus just doesn't get off there for some reason. <laughs> but same basic idea, yeah. I mean, same type of, but for some, for some reason, I just hated that one. I don't know why. I, I don't totally disagree. I still enjoyed Santa Claus's Coming to Town, mm-hmm. it, but it was kind of like super saccharine. It was super oh, sweet. Yeah. The Year Without a Santa Claus, so much better. Do you know this one? This is the one where... Oh, I'm going to have a blue Christmas without you. Yes! <laughs> I don't know if I saw that one. Usually I just do Rudolph with everybody here, and that's the most they get yep. out of me. I love it, but yeah. You should dig into The Year Without a Santa Claus. It's a better Santa Claus story, frankly. Mm-hmm. And it's the one that has the heat miser and the, yep. the snow miser, whatever they were yep. called. You have a backstory of what Santa Claus is about, but also this story of... Uh, I'll just leave it there. It's a better Santa Claus story. Yeah. And it's better animation. It came along later. You know what always amazed me about the stop motion ones was the celebrities they got to do the voices. Oh, yeah. Like yeah. Fred Astaire. Yeah. <laughs> he of hosted lives. I, mean, I was like, holy yep. cow. Big, big time hitters. John, I'll put you on the spot. If you had to pick your favorite, which would it be? Of the Rankin Bass things? Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, I mean, Rudolph is a super classic, but yeah, I'm going to stick back to the year without a Santa Claus. I mean, that's the one... I watch a few of them every year, but if I only get around to one of them, that's the one I usually end up watching. Probably has the best overall narrative uh, and the best kind of happy feeling. Yeah, I'm with you on that. It's got to be Rudolph for me. And I guess I can really relate to the Island of Misfit Toys. And oh, yeah. That's something that my daughter always thinks about, too, because when, when she finds Misfit Toys at yard sales, oh, and maybe really? not, so it, she does the whole Doc McStuffins thing where she likes to rescue stuffed animals and fix them. <laughs> Toys have a soul, she'll tell you. Oh, oh how cool. Oh, That's a particularly sad portion of the movie, and you feel so bad for the little toys. And <laughs> it's a heartstring puller. So yeah. Rudolph makes you really feel it's special in that regard and special in that it's obviously nostalgic and puts you there. It puts you at that time in your life where, like you say, you're checking for it in the TV guide and mm-hmm. you're on your knees in front of the big wood grain panel TV waiting for <laughs> oh, it to yeah. come on. Hell yeah. That's it. Yep. So join Kermit and Miss Piggy, Fozzie and his mom, the Swedish chef, even the Christmas turkey, together with Big Bird, Ernie, Bert, and the Fraggle Rockers for an evening of song singing, tree trimming, and of course, Christmas cookies! Cookies! All right, so we, we got to talk a little bit about the Muppet Family Christmas. And I do not mean the Muppet Christmas Carol, and no disrespect no. to that, but that's a completely different thing. And I don't, at least not to my knowledge, Muppet Family Christmas does not come on anymore. I've not found it on DVD or VHS anywhere for purchase that I've looked. It's almost just lost to the ages. Uh, you can view it in its entirety, however, on YouTube, so at least there's that. But Muppet Family Christmas was freaking hysterical, and it's Muppets <laughs> the way you love your Muppets, and it's all in. It's everybody. The whole crew, along with the Sesame Street gang, loads up and rides to Fozzie's grandma's house to kick it for Christmas. And they all get up there and just hilarity ensues. Everybody's up to no good. <laughs> Fozzie's telling horrible jokes. Statler and Waldorf are giving him hell and cri- critiquing him and, and insulting him horribly. They have the long running gag with the icy patch at the door that everybody slips on. Oh, I'm, I'm starting to remember yeah, this one. They're running out of room, so they're hanging Gonzo and Animal on coat hangers and one of them has to sleep in the bathtub. And <laughs> Kermit and his nephew Robin, they they discover a fraggle hole in this guy's house, right? 
I was oh. about to. That, that's where I was going. Yeah. This was post Fraggle Rock and the Fraggles were in, so weren't they? they pulled yeah. the Fraggles in. So at that point, oh it's my god, definitely all in, and they're in there kicking it in the kitchen oh and god. Swedish chefs fixing to make dinner. But then he sees Big Bird, right? And he starts <laughs> flipping. He's like, oh my. Well, actually, he's like, burp, burp, nigger, nigger. he's he's ready to cook Big Bird, man. And then they got to stop him from cooking Big Bird. It's just a scream. I mean, there's almost no point to it, but it's Muppets the way you love your Muppets. And it, I had forgotten that one. Yeah, oh my god, I'm, I'm going to get it. Oh my goodness, it's a That's shame right. that it's not on every year still. Because to me, it was worthy of that. It's one that back then we definitely caught every time it came on, and I've watched it recently on YouTube. Again, it's there in its entirety. I've never found it anywhere on disc for purchase. Doesn't mean it's not out there. I just haven't found it. But man, that was a funny freaking Christmas special. Oh, wow. Oh, my goodness. Maybe I saw it once. And uh, yeah. when I saw you had it on our list, I'm like, yeah, I've seen some Muppet specials, but I, I know I've seen that one now at least one time. And it was fantastic. Yeah. I'm looking that guy back up. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm with you, John. I remember seeing it, but I think I only seen it once. And it was a long time ago. Another one that is huge on my radar, remembering it growing up. But oddly enough, they never resonated with me as much were the Charlie Brown ones. You've got with Charlie Brown Christmas and the Christmas time mm -hmm. Charlie Graham. I always felt they tried so hard to be sentimental that it felt more like an after school special than a Christmas special. Yeah. What do you think about those? I like the Christmas one. That's probably one of my favorite. Yeah. Vince Guarelli did the music for it. I just enjoyed it quite a bit. But I know what you mean. Like it's almost like they're uh they're going for just like the easy hits in a way. Yeah. They're aiming for your feels instead of just it's automatically gonna hit it. Right. I mean you got this sad little Christmas tree, which is cute, and that almost kind of plays into the misfit toys. You got this unworthy worthy little tree that they celebrate. It was a paper against the commercialization of the holidays. <laughs> right, exactly. It resonated with me enough that I still remember all that stuff. Now, don't get me wrong. I did not watch it. I watched it every year it came on. <laughs> but yeah. it was almost like it was the, that was the second tier for me. For some people I know, that's going to be blasphemy because it's yeah. Charlie Brown. It's the worst best thing ever. Rankin Bass just had more spirit, I always felt. Yeah. For me, the Charlie Brown stuff is just, it's almost obligatory that you have to watch it. I've seen them <laughs> enough times to where I don't necessarily have to watch any of them ever again. But you still do right? for that same reason that I guess that I watch the Rudolph specials. It's that trigger. It puts mm -hmm. you there. It puts you at that time. It's so nostalgic that it evokes that feeling, I guess. that I mean, it, it feels good. So you just watch yeah. it over and over again. But if I miss it, it's not the end of the world. In a way, though, I'm almost a little jealous of you that you have young kids again. Because my kids are all older. And, but I remember You're, when they were younger and sharing this with them, it was like reliving it again. It is. It's, it's you special. You have the opportunity to do that, which is pretty cool. As you go through the, uh, the, the mandatory indoctrination of your kids into these things that we shall not let be forgotten, <laughs> you're getting to kind of relive them now, which is really awesome. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, that's pretty cool. That's fantastic. Yeah. Oh, From the biggest who in Whoville to little Cindy Lou, Mr. Grinch, we have our eye on you. How the Grinch Stole Christmas. Of all the animated ones now, you know, not the stop motion, but the animated ones, I think my top of the list has to be the Grinch. Yeah. Oh, okay. The Grinch is on a mountain by itself, looking <laughs> down upon the others. Oh, God, how the Grinch stole Christmas. That's one that hasn't died down. I mean, you no. can go to Hot Topic and get a Grinch t-shirt still. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, they made the movie. I mean, Borlos Korloff did the narration oh, of it. Oh, God, yes. Some might argue, I was just dogging on Charlie Brown for being too sentimental. Some might argue that the Grinch plays straight to sentimentality. 
but it's so entertaining doing it. Yeah. The animation is just Chuck Jones' chop of his game. Everything about that. His little dog, who is the unwilling co-conspirator trying to drag the freaking <laughs> sled. Everything about that is, yeah, that, that's another one that I just, you can't miss. Yeah, absolutely. Even the message at the end, like you said, it's kind of sappy, but you're like, I, I'm going with it. <laughs> yeah, well, I don't care that it's sappy. I'm I'm gonna go with this one. Personally, I can relate to the Grinch very much because he's just he he's somebody that I can just vibe with, kind of like the <laughs> Squidward on SpongeBob. You know, any of those characters that are just really salty and angry all the time, I feel their pain. So, Mur, do you live in a trash can on Sesame Street? And Oscar, that's another good example. Love Oscar. I can, he's the guy to balance everything out. This is too. Freaking sentimental, too hoot hooty. Well, here comes Oscar. He's going to throw a big wrench in those gears for you. And for that, we thank him. You always need a contrarian, right? You really do. And I can just really relate to those guys. I'm not saying I'm a Grinch. I love Christmas. But there's all, we all have certain aspects of it that we dread and we wish would just go away or we wish would just be easier for us. And you know, I guess in that light, I can see why he's so upset if he had to find parking spots at the mall and fight Black Friday crowds and realize that all his kids' toys on their wish list are already being sold by scalpers on eBay. Guys got reason to be I'm your guardian angel. This is the season to believe miracles can come true. I want to live again. Welcome home, Mr. Bailey. It's a wonderful life, a holiday tradition you can't see anywhere but here. James Stewart, Donna Reed, a Christmas Eve event. It's a wonderful life. One more that I want to touch on. It's not a cartoon. We've been talking about the animateds. I have run across people. I hope none of them are present who have never, ever seen It's a Wonderful Life. Wow. Really? Mur? Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. I wasn't one that Oh, we, thank God. We didn't watch it oh, religiously, but yeah, I've seen it plenty of times. Okay. There was an awkward silence there where I thought you were going to tell me you hadn't seen <laughs> oh, it. Oh, no, no. Stop no, being friends. It's a Wonderful Life is, it has such an amazing history to look back on. Mm-hmm. You can watch a making of special, a documentary. It wasn't written as a Christmas movie, coincidentally. Yeah. And that one, though, oh, my God. That's one I watch again every year. If you haven't seen It's a Wonderful Life, by God, just push stop on this podcast and go. You owe it to yourself. It's such a good, everything about it. It's about family and it's about friendships. And you relate to Oscar the Grouch. You know, I feel like I just so much relate to the the old Bailey building and loan guys. It don't always get to be the most successful or the most rewarded, uh, but you just kind of plug away and do what you can and just nurture relationships. And in the end, you find out, Hey, all that is what made you rich. And that's what I always associate. And it's, there's no, you know, of all the isms, commercialism is the worst one, you know, that he's talking about (laughs) with the Santa. That movie is all about not commercialism. It's so good. Absolutely. Uh, Yeah, it's it's definitely a classic with good reason. Once it became a Christmas classic, I'm using air quotes here, it became one of those that regularly would air the week before. It's one I always had to catch. And while we're mentioning other live films, another one, of course, Miracle on 34th Street. Yeah. Yeah. Great film that's always around that time. But the biggest one, the more modern classic, Christmas Story. Yeah. Oh, you'll take an eye out with that. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah, Christmas Story is fantastic. I got to visit the the house where that was filmed. Oh, wow. The exteriors. And they have a little museum across the street. And they got the leg lamp and all that stuff. But Christmas Story is another, you know, fudge. Everything about that's so quotable. They make sure you won't miss that one, too, because channels do literal 24-hour marathons of it. Oh, I know. Oh, yeah. Stuff like that. And Christmas Vacation, you're definitely not going to miss that unless you go blind. I mean, it's it's coming on, and you will see it. (laughs) We're talking about all these great Christmas specials from our childhood. I guess we alluded in the beginning that they're still making Christmas specials, and I still try them, but... 
Is it just me, or do they not really have the same soul? I, I don't know. It's a tough one, because what measures, like, I can't think of a single modern Christmas special. In anything made post-1990. Amazing Christmas special, post-1990, go. Can you name one? I can't. They don't exist, do they? I mean, the whole Disney prep and landing thing comes to mind, because I'm in a house full of Disney nuts. They really like that <laughs> one. But. Yeah, I watch those. They're cute. For me personally, though, I mean, you really just have your everyday shows with a Christmas skin slapped on them for one right. episode with that same hootie sentimentality that, mm-hmm. that I don't care for, even in the old stuff in a lot of instances. So, you know, nothing you can throw up against the wall and it sticks. It's nothing that I think anyone's going to talk about 20 years from now. I think you hit on it though. It's rather than coming up with like an original new story, they're just taking some commercial popular animation or whatever and you said throwing a veneer of Christmas on top of it. Yeah, the old, you know, I bought you this so that you could have the oh, but I bought you this so you could have that. Oh, oh. Or, you know, or you know, or one person doesn't know the true meaning of it and then they learn it and it's it's yeah. it's, it's you know oh. draw a plot line out of a hat and just roll with it. And you know, I don't expect them to reinvent, you know, these epic Christmas ideas. But maybe you can though. Maybe you have to at this point if you want it yeah. to stand the test of time so i'm gonna stick with my old classics though it's yeah, time to too. crank up some uh, some stop motion ranking of bass and the grinch yeah <laughs> have to love comic books then check out parlapod the podcast for die hard fans we've got interviews hi this is kelly jones hi everybody this is john semper this is ming chen hey this is tim seeley hey folks this is brian o'halloran hey what up this is jason muse and you're listening to parlapod.com comic book podcast snooch to the news reviews these covers are are blowing me away so concept is just too darn good i wish they had done a better job with it and all the comic book news you need to know about mark strong is in talks to play the villain dr savannah all in man he was a great sinestro too available on itunes soundcloud stitcher youtube google play and it's always free to download follow us on social media at Parlapod. Fresh episodes every Wednesday morning, just in time for your trip to the local comic book store. Parlapod. We are your source for everything comic book related. Give us a listen today. A fantastic look back on nostalgic Christmas specials is in this show. We mentioned a lot of them. We will put links in the show notes down below if you want to learn and investigate a little more on your own and where you can watch and reminisce along with us. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Be sure to subscribe to us on your favorite podcast app, whether it's uh, Stitcher, Google Play, TuneIn, or iTunes. Yeah. Speaking of iTunes, while you're in iTunes, do us a quick favor. Hop in there. Leave us a five-star rating and a review. Most importantly, those reviews help folks to find the podcast. Mm. And if you have a friend who is not listening, grab their phone and subscribe to them when they're not looking. They'll thank you for they, it. They or totally they'll be, will. Or they'll unfriend you, one or the other. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, you can always email us with your questions or suggestions at podcast at genxgrownup.com. Don't forget to visit us on our YouTube channel and also on our website, which is genxgrownup.com. And joining this episode was MC Murr. Yes. Thanks for joining us for yeah, the Backtrack, Murr. Thank you so Murr. much, man. Thank you for having me. How can people find your spectacular content out there on the interwebs? You can find me on on YouTube simply by looking for MC Murr and that's E M C double E M U R and enjoy all the great content unboxings yard sale findings and scavengings rants raves reviews 
and all that other fantastic stuff therein. You don't want to miss it. We cannot recommend it highly enough. Yeah, absolutely. Fantastic stuff on the interwebs. Thank you guys so much for taking the time to reminisce with me about these Christmas TV specials. Murr, great having you on the show. Great being here. Thanks so much for having me. You bet. And we will be back next week with another Gen X Grown Up podcast. Until then, see you guys next time. Bye-bye. <laughs> Take care. See ya. This has been a production of the GWW Radio Network. Please don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes, Stitcher, and SoundCloud. Also, check out Geeks Worldwide at thegww.com for all the latest news, reviews, and opinions on video games, comics, movies, TV, cosplay, and more. Geeks Assemble! What was it like to be there for historical sports moments and unforgettable performances? To be behind the scenes? On PressBox Access, you'll hear from me, Todd Jones, and other sports writers about their experiences with the greatest athletes, coaches, and sports events of the past half century. We'll share some stories behind the stories, some big, some small, and some we've only told each other. Let us buy you around on PressBox Access.